0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Zach Gilb on the guest line. What's up, buddy? Nick Wilson, got a question
0: for you. Has Baker Mayfield slid into your DMs asking to buy your house since you're on the move?
1: Um, Don't make me cry. Cause if Baker Mayfield <laughs> slides into my DMS for anything for food, you know, Hey Nick, where should I go for food? Hey Nick, uh, you're still fat. He could do anything. And Baker Mayfield in my DMS and I'm tearing up like it's the end of Titanic up in here.
0: Well, congratulations on all your success. Uh, very happy for you. as uh, You continue to make moves, Baker coming to, to Charlotte and you're going back to
1: Cleveland. Listen, I feel like my destiny was fulfilled. I got Baker here and now And now I can, now I can be at peace for the Carolina Panther faithful. You said, um, we, 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 we've played the clip here a few times. We we've said that, or you've said that Christian McCaffrey is kind of the key to this year. Why do you think McCaffrey is the key to the Panthers and Baker Mayfield and Matt rule in year three breaking through?
0: Well, when you look back at when Baker Mayfield had a really good season with the Cleveland Browns, where they made the playoffs for the first time since 2002, won a playoff game for the first time since 1995. That offense is predicated off a kick-ass offensive line and then two running backs that were top five total in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns in the NFL and Baker Mayfield's numbers were a little bit better than let's just say what you would consider a, a game manager. I don't think he's a game manager. I think he's slightly better than a game manager. That was what 26 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So they improved the offensive line. This offseason in Carolina, it's obviously going to be better than what it was a year ago. It won't be better than what Cleveland has, but they really need McCaffrey to be healthy because when he is healthy, he's the most feared player on this roster and they need him to carry the baton and then Baker be the complementary uh, piece to what would be a great deal.
1: So looking at the Baker deal and what, what they gave up for him, which is just under $5 million in salary and a fourth or fifth round pick in two drafts what is the bar for success specifically with Baker to start here today for the Carolina? Like how, how can we look back in a year and say this was a successful trade for the Panthers?
0: I think the absolute apex of this deal for this year, and it's a hundred percent, the right move by the Panthers because Sam Darnold stinks. Uh, I went to school with PJ Walker. He was a good college quarterback, but I never thought he would be playing in the NFL, and Matt Corral's not going to be ready yet. Even though I like him uh, coming out of Ole Miss, don't know if I love him. So you needed to go out there and get Baker Mayfield. But the way I look at this, Nick, uh, Nick, if everything goes right in this in this trade and Baker Mayfield plays the way that we think he can, Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, defense continues to get better and better, and the line shows up, this could be could if everything goes right, be a nine and eight football team in a weak NFC and maybe be a seven seed in the playoffs.
1: In terms of Baker Mayfield, the quarterback, uh, I get really pissed when I hear people, there's there's just there's certain things about the perception, the, this kind of group thinking perception of the NFL, which is basically if you're not a franchise quarterback, you're ass. And I think we know there's a gap between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. One, is, Neither are franchise quarterbacks to this point, but one is somebody you can trust to play. Where in the – how do you qualify Baker Mayfield, his skill level, his abilities? You know, what what NFL antiquated term do you use to describe Baker?
0: I think he's good. I would not call him very good. I would not call him great. I would not call him a franchise quarterback, but I do think he can be good – Um, I do believe the narrative this offseason has been absolutely ridiculous because we talked about what he did in 2020, and then he got hurt very early in the season last year, week two after a good game uh, up against the Kansas City Chiefs in week one of the season. And I still don't know how much of last year was impacted by the injury or just him not maybe being as good as we thought he was in 2020. So overall, I look at Baker Mayfield as someone if all goes right, at the end of the day, with the best version of Baker Mayfield, I could see him being a good quarterback. I don't know if I want to compare him to this guy, but maybe down the road, if Baker Mayfield gets his career back on track, we look at him the way that we look at Kirk Cousins, where Kirk Cousins, who I would say is a very good quarterback, but he's not great to me. He's not a guy I'm jumping up and down like a fat kid in a candy store over if he was my quarterback, but he's someone that is capable of, of winning games in this league, I just don't think you won a Super Bowl with
1: him. All right, let's go to Matt Rule year three here. Um how much of a lease do you think Matt Rule has in Carolina heading into year three?
0: I think he definitely has to have a, a successful season. Um if he Do you think he has to, to be bad- good?
1: Do you think he has to be good out of the gate to ensure a full season? Well, here's the thing.
0: You guys have been fine out of the gate the last two years. I just don't think there could be a long losing streak. Remember, Tepper, we all know, is loaded. He's worth so much money, and he's going to be aggressive. I I kind of think he'll get a full season, but if you do go in one of those five, six-game losing streaks, uh, then that could be something when you're talking about David Tepper still trying to make an impression as the new owner, and this was a big hire for him and a hire that I thought at the time was successful. We'll see what happens here in year number three. Um, then maybe he starts to to make a move earlier than what I would have expected.
1: So let's get to Matt's future. If it doesn't work out this year, because I actually think I like, I think what's going to happen is going to happen. I like where the roster is and I mean I think I I think this is the best chance Matt Rule has had to do something like you described earlier. 9, 10 wins, wild card spot and I think that's enough for me. I, the guy that scares a crap out of me isn't Matt Rule as a head coach, it's Dave Tepper, who I think might have moments uh, where he's a little bit uh extra, as the kids will say. If if it doesn't work out and Matt Rule either gets marked during the season or maybe just, you know, at the end of the season it's not working out, do you see Matt Rule staying in the NFL uh, and going back to the assistant route, or do you see Matt Rule maybe trying to go back to college if this doesn't work out here?
0: My first thought would be probably go back to college, but if you go back to the teams, and I don't know what the interest level would be uh, in Matt in the NFL if he did become available during the season or after the season, whatever it may be, if that's the way that this goes down you got to remember the jets were about to hire him. And the reason why the jets didn't hire him is because Matt wasn't going to be allowed to pick uh, some of the guys on his coaching staff. And this is kind of an underrated part of the story. He had an interview or at least a conversation with the Indianapolis Colts after the one win that he had at Baylor. And from my understanding, that conversation with Jim Irsay went very well. It was just going to be very tough for the Colts to justify not saying that they were definitely going to hire, but justify bringing in a football coach that only won one game in college um, when he was at Baylor. So I know he has good relationships in the NFL. He made a lot of impressions, even when he was an assistant offensive line coach uh, with the Giants. So I don't know where the NFL interest level would be, but I know he has a lot of good relationships uh, through the hiring process throughout the years in the NFL, and obviously uh, he was a hot commodity a few years ago for an NFL job. But I would think logic would probably say if he is out after three years with the Panthers, then you probably go back to college because uh, that guy is a tremendous college coach. He's trying to prove himself in the NFL. Uh, I do believe he is a good coach, but sometimes it just translates to the NFL. It's different styles. You need to have a quarterback, and there's so much more that goes into it. Uh, he would get a job tomorrow if he wanted to in college, not just any job. I'm talking about a big job in college. That's what, what was so impressive with what he did at two programs that were pretty much dead in Temple and Baylor, and he turned them into winners.
1: I got this stat yesterday from uh, BetQL, or this odds, uh, or odd from uh, BetQL yesterday. The Panthers are plus 460 to make the playoffs this year after trading for Baker Mayfield. Can I get you to take that action?
0: I would consider it. Um, I'm not going to tell you I feel great about it, but the, the odds, that's a good number at, at plus 460. Like Here's how I look at the NFC, Nick. There's two great teams. It's Tampa and it's LA. You know the Packers are going to go win 12, 13 games. I just don't view them as a great team because I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football to. So it's those three teams. Someone has to win the NFC East. Right now, I would go Philadelphia. Let's say Dallas also makes the playoffs. After that, you got two spots. Uh, Saints and Panthers, they'll be battling it out for second in that division. You look at the Vikings. We don't know what they will be, but they'll be battling out for the second spot of the NFC North. And then you go out to the NFC West, Seattle's going to stink because they don't have a quarterback. And you look at the other two teams. I don't know what to expect out of Trey Lance. And even though you would think, okay, the Cardinals are shooing to make the playoffs, their schedule isn't easy. The first six games and Kyler Murray doesn't have his favorite weapon in Deandre Hopkins. So You look at the Eagles last year, like for Carolina this year, be the Eagles of last year, where even though Jalen Hurts was a question mark, you had a good offensive line, um, you had some some playmakers, you had a solid defense, and you were able to go nine and eight. And yeah, you got blown out of the wild card game, but at least you got there. And I know all Panthers fans would sign up for that right now, going nine and eight, and at least having some optimism.
1: All right, and we end um, all right we end. We end most interviews after we get to our, our five questions by putting our guests through the ringer with whatever five questions we have on that day. Rapid fire. First thought is the best thought. Are you ready to can you handle this high heat, Zach Gelb?
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right. If, if I can, I'll just hang up and we'll have a controversial uh, interview featured on Barrett Sports Media.
1: I love, you know what? Just do it anyway. No, uh, what, what player do you wish you uh, would have watched in person? Oh, which
0: player would I wish I could have watched in person? I will go Babe Ruth. All
1: right. Who are your celebrity doppelgangers that people have told you?
0: Um, I've gotten Josh Gad recently and then... Uh, Jonathan looked Nicky when I when I was a kid. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, what is your number one road trip bucket list item? That can be sports or otherwise.
0: Ooh. Oh, I thought you meant like food while traveling in a car. I was going to say beef jerky. Uh, bucket list item, I, I want to go to a game at Lambeau Field.
1: Uh, best free agent signing in the history of sports?
0: Best free agent signing in the history of sports? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's not Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets. <laughs> um, wow, that's a, I'm actually stumped on that one. Um, all
1: right, we'll come back to it because I'll give yeah. you time to think about it. Uh, who is your favorite TV character?
0: Favorite? Uh, Tony Soprano.
1: Ah, All right, so this is the genesis of that question is, I'm re-watching The Sopranos right now, and I got caught in. There's only one weak point in that entire show, and it is the first three, four, five episodes of the second season where uh, David Chase was figuring out how the hell to move on from a flawless first season, and uh, I'm, like, so frustrated because there are so many great Tony moments and, and just show moments in the second half of that season. But, yes, that is... Uh, I have forgotten how much Tony is, if not my favorite character, one of my favorite uh, T V characters. All right. We'll give you one final well, stab if at the...
0: If you go back, Nick, but real quickly, just here's some some uh, fun fact. You know how they, they whack Big P early on uh-huh. uh in that you know, in that in that show.
1: We're building my to that.
0: Former, uh, my cousin's ex husband, who I'm still close with, uh, was his son in the show. Oh. so he got like some airtime for an episode or two
1: look at that I, I okay i can actually visualize it because i literally just watched the episode where uh that, that scares him to go on the limb for a little bit all right final crack at the best free agent signing ever
0: honestly that one that's a stumper like off the top of my head um you know what can, can i just do, do something recently yes okay i'll go hockey <laughs> sorry to bring this up to uh Hurricanes fans. I'm very happy with the Artemi Panarin signing for the Rangers.
1: Um, I'm also a Blue Jackets fan, so, and and Blackhawks <laughs> fan, so thank you for kicking me specifically in the Nards. Follow this man on the Twitter, at Zach Gelb. Zach, we love hearing you on the station, Sports Radio two seven FNC every night. Keep killing it, buddy.
0: Thanks so much, Nick, and all, all the best to you and your success.